0: If the U.S. government, the media, the legal system, and the church can't keep democracy alive, it's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this. We recorded this conversation on Thursday, October 1st, having no idea by the end of that day, we would have leaked audio of First Lady bashing Christmas and refugees, details of John, Don Jr.'s girlfriend's exit from Fox, and then the bombshell, though oddly quite predictable, news that both the President and First Lady, as well as Hope Hicks and the chair of the RNC, have all tested positive for COVID. We also learned today that Senator Mike Lee has it, and he just met with the SCOTUS nominee Amy Coney Barrett without masks just the other day. So what this means for the campaign, court, America, who the hell knows. But today's conversation is about the news that was current less than 24 hours ago. Sheesh. Are you ready? I guess we
1: can start. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another special edition of Estate State Sale, where today Brad and I are going to debrief after that shit show of a debate. <laughs> Mom, don't worry, I'm quoting the official term from CNN for that nonsense on Tuesday night. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a shit show. And we'll talk about why there should be no more presidential debates in the future of American politics because we suck at it.
0: Right, Brad? Yeah. Well, <laughs> some <laughs> of us suck at it. Some of us suck at it.
1: <laughs> you know what? I forgot to actually say my name and yours. Do we need to? Should I do I that I think again? everybody knows who we are. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm
1: Lori. That's Brad. There we go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to tell us by the different curse words we, we prioritize. <laughs> right. So so Laurie by the way before we get into this uh you, you said something about and you just said this that we shouldn't do any more debates and I, I'm not sure I completely agree with you on that I, I think there is actually a purpose <laughs> here and uh, uh, or at least I think there is something that comes out of this I mean George Will just posted in the in the Washington Post in his typical yeah. how do people think he's a good writer by the way I mean it's it's the most unbelievable <laughs> You know
1: why George Will has been getting away with using Million dollar words, and nobody understands them, so they assume he must be a good writer. Right. but You ha- it, you need a freaking thesaurus to read his columns. It's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: And writing is about clarity. This is an aside, but for what I hadn't read him in a while, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, he he said we shouldn't do it. And the the point he made, actually, which I think is a good one, is he said essentially highlights to our enemies just how unprepared we are, how how ignorant our president is, everything else. I mean, I agree with that completely. But I will say that I think actually that the, the debate actually accomplished something for our side because it showed the humanity of Joe Biden. And it showed the absolute lack of that in Trump. It showed just the abusive quality. And we'll talk about that. I mean, I, I thought, I mean, it wasn't good for America, don't get me wrong. And it was right. harmful for so many people. But on the other hand, we need to get this guy out of office. And he just highlighted exactly why. Um, I, I think it's interesting. The next debate is supposed to be a town hall where he would have to be that rude to actual voters. Uh, anyway, what, what, what's Which your thought on Which he will that? be. Yeah, well... <laughs>
1: He wasn't as rude to the actual voters a couple of weeks ago when he did a town hall as he was to Joe Biden two nights ago. But he was still rude, as you recall. There was a a woman who said, "Please don't interrupt me, sir." Yeah. And yeah. she did put him in his place, and he at least, I mean, possibly slightly to his credit, recognized that he, he can't get away with being the bully to actual voters that he'd mm. like to be. Yeah. Okay, I concede that a debate like we saw Tuesday night definitely reveals who people are. Like, is it Herm Edwards who said they are who we thought they are? Yeah, And exactly. this debate was, yeah. he is who we thought he is. But to me, that's kind of why we didn't need it. We mm, knew, knew he was going to be that kind of bully. We knew it. Clearly, Joe Biden knew it, and Joe Biden's campaign knew it. And they. I think they did have him prepared to to do certain things in response, like not actually get into the mud with him ultimately. And and I I feel like Joe Biden actually restrained himself remarkably because I would have had to punch Trump in the face repeatedly if he kept doing that to me. Oh yeah. So and and it wasn't just the interruptions. He was also extremely rude and cruel as we will talk about. So, you know, to to be able to maintain your composure <laughs> just, yeah. and to only say shut up man and you know, you're a clown, <laughs> which a few, what, I don't know, conservatives and undecided voters are like, they're the same candidate. We did all this shows is that, you know, we just, they're both going to fight and they're both going to be rude. No, 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 no. What it did show was incredible restraint from just, like I said, punching him in the mouth because Trump was interrupting and saying cruel things that to most of us would cause us to go ballistic. Yes. And, Instead, Biden stayed up on that stage. He waited his turn. He tried, to, he tried to say what he wanted to say, and Trump just made it impossible. And as I know you've noted on Facebook, he made it impossible for a man whose strength is not public speaking because he yeah. suffers from a stutter. And so it's, it's clear it was very intentional yes. to be mean and rude. And that that was his only strategy. He had no strategy of winning over voters. He he had no plan other than to attack, but in a very mean spirited way, to just probably try to get Joe Biden to say something stupid.
0: Yes, I mean uh, some people. I, I I thought it was actually sort of like a monkey throwing his feces. Um, that that was that was about the quality that Trump had, and and it really. That's not hyperbole. I mean, there, there was nothing I saw that was substantive from him. And I will say in terms of defending the debate again, that one of the things you and I agree that we knew exactly who Trump was and, and we didn't need this to re- to reveal who he was. And I, I would argue that most Americans know who he is. But yeah. it also was about revealing who who Biden is. I mean, it, to, to see him in that situation, which is not his strength, as we've talked about, and to, to show restraint, to show the ability to stay on message, to show the ability to respond and parry a little bit and then also just you know be exasperated I, I thought was and i and i think there were a lot of people honestly everybody says the cake is already baked and you know no one's <laughs> switching anything like that but there still are people who don't follow politics i know Lori just <laughs> rolled her eyes uh, so hard that she <laughs> might have hurt herself um, but and and I agree with that completely. I mean, David Sedaris's thing about the undecided being like the the person on the plane, and the and the and the stewardess comes by and says the the options for the food are uh, chicken or a plate of shit mixed with shards of glass, and the person responds, uh, "How is the chicken cooked?" I mean, that that's how ridiculous it is to be undecided. But <laughs> but the 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 reality is, there are people in the suburbs who I think don't. I mean, there are a lot of people we've talked about this who don't follow politics that closely. Who maybe tuned in for this, and they saw they saw what we saw. They saw an abusive troll. They saw Biden show empathy, um, and and for some of those people, they are are actually I think moved. I mean, I, you know, again, the the people that actually that Trump seems to be trying knows that he's losing are, are the people in the suburbs, especially uh, white suburban women, and then also working class white women, and the polling shows him underwater with both of those. And I have to think nothing he did in that debate was going to help him there. So it actually was, it revealed a lot, I think. I mean, it it was very painful, by the way, but.
1: Yeah, my thing with debates is they are not designed to help us be informed. And therefore, they perpetuate this constant idea that the president is about the man that we like or woman, but unfortunately we've not had that opportunity. And so we use the TV debate as a way to decide if we like this person or not. And maybe, you know, in this situation, it will truly help show the complete person of Trump who is just an awful, awful human being with zero empathy, with no intelligence and clearly no plan and, and no idea what he's doing. But I don't know that most people really get that deep into his comments. They do see the behavior. They don't like it, but it still perpetuates the idea that I just, I didn't like him, but I also didn't really like the way Biden reacted. So I don't right. know. And therefore, we are not allowing Americans the opportunity to really learn what the candidates stand for and the moderator contributed to that misinformation and the debate format contributes to that. And the fact that it's on TV and we know it's about drama and we know it's about a show just lends itself to that kind of free for all. And that disaster that we saw on Tuesday and this idea that the commission on presidential debates is going to institute new rules. Like since when did rules matter to Trump? Never. So what you're going to turn his mic off? Yeah, then all we're going to see is every conservative complaining of censorship. Yep. My son, I mean, his suggestion was a trap door that they fall through. I mean, <laughs> I think that is the best idea. It's ridiculous.
0: Maybe, maybe uh, like The Simpsons, where they gave each other the button that they could shock the other person. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. I mean, but, but I think you're exactly right. I mean, that that's an excellent point, by the way, that this just simply reinforces this kind of entertainment approach to politics as opposed to substance i mean the original idea behind debates i think was the idea you could really see how different
1: you could compare compare real time the two different views
0: their views and their knowledge and their their understanding of, of complex issues um, but we are, you're right. We're in a, in a time, in a timeline where people don't give a shit about that. I mean, they really don't. It's, it's about, and this has been that way for a while. Remember how the whole thing with George W. Bush was people were like, well, he's a guy I want to have a beer with. Well, who the yeah. fuck cares? I mean, you know, I right. mean, when I had my shoulder, uh, operated on, I, I mean, my surgeon happened to be a really nice guy, but you know, that wasn't the important part. I wanted it to be good. <laughs> I mean, we never had a beer together, you know, and, and that yeah. was never the plan. I wanted him to be good at what he did. And, you know, that's the same thing with our accountant. That's the same thing with an attorney we hire. We, we don't care if they're nice or likable or whatever. We want them to be good at what they do. And that's what we should be thinking about with the president. Your, your point is very well taken. I, I think that's, that's right. And I
1: feel like the other night, you know, and well, you and I clearly think this about Biden, but Biden does actually have plans for all kinds of topics how to handle COVID moving forward, what to do with education, what to do with our military, what to do with immigration, what to do with what was Trump's plan? Same thing as 2016. Like he has no plan. That could have been far more revealed on Tuesday night if the debate sets it up that way, where you have a moderator asking specific questions, keeping the camera and the focus on the one who's supposed to answer, not allowing Somebody to interrupt, to interrupt and furthermore, pointing out a gross misstatement of fact, you don't have to be a fact checker for every single thing. I mean, I think that would be nice, but if a, a mod, one person cannot do that with Trump. I think that's a separate issue where the network should be doing something with you know on the yep. chirons on the on the bottom or on the side of the TV to let people know these are wrong. but regardless of that, There are things that the moderator should do to point out, no, that's just not true. You know, because, for example, something silly and irrelevant in a way, when Trump keeps insisting that Biden doesn't know where he went to school and he all he's doing is is repeating a complete mischaracterization of comments Biden made about Delaware state
0: Here's that clip. Joe was actually talking about the coronavirus and how many people had died, and Trump took it in a different direction.
2: A lot of people died, and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter,
3: a lot quicker Mr. President. Did you use the word smart? Uh, So you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't (laughs) go to Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break! Because bread. you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe.
1: All that does is make people think Biden. You know, Biden's an idiot, right? And Biden knows. Like there, there are only so many things you can come back with. Like you, you can't, you can't combat every single thing that Trump throws at you because you'd spend the whole time doing that, looking defensive. Yes. So he moves on. But as I mentioned to you, one of the two most googled things after the debate was where did Biden go to school. It just, it like keeps our focus away from anything important. Right. And it's so frustrating. I feel like the, the thing that would have been helpful because a moderator cannot do this real time and cannot make this right with a candidate like Trump is sit down and have an Axios like interview, (laughs) Mm. make it live, you know, but just have an hour long interview with one candidate and then do it with the next candidate. And you can compare them, but they're not trying to debate each other. And that way you have, Mm. hopefully you get Mm. a very good and knowledgeable questioner to ask important questions and then even take, you know, do town hall format, but let it be one at a time and, and show, show what they stand for, not just their personality, especially when what, although I think, Biden's empathy really did stand out and his genuine sincerity for the American people. It doesn't allow him to really show who he is, what his policies are and Mm. why he's doing those because he spends the whole time arguing with an imbecile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A monkey throwing at shit. Um, (laughs) Exactly. I think somebody on Twitter uh, said it's like arguing with an air horn. (laughs) Right. No, you know,
1: Sorry, John Lovett of Crooked Media, prior to the debate, was asked, you know, how should the Biden campaign be preparing for this? And he said, just have somebody with a noisemaker, you know, revving it up constantly while you're trying to talk. And as it turns out, that's exactly what Biden ended exactly. up having to do.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, too, uh, I love the idea of the the uh, Chiron, but I would also love the just sort of the lie detector uh, Every time he said <laughs> yeah. something, you know, just like, just hit a button and just, eh, wrong, you know. Okay, so I, I think Lori just made some excellent points about the problem with the debate because I, I think actually, I think Chris Wallace actually tried, given the parameters of the way it was designed. So I think, I mean, I'm not saying that he did an excellent job by any, any stretch, but I saw him actually stand up to Trump and actually uh, tell him to be quiet and stop interrupting. But what he didn't do, and that's about design, which is what you're highlighting. He did not... Actually, force them to stay on topic, or to you know. And I I agree with you. I think I think the design it was never going to work. It was never going to happen the way you're describing because it was set up wrong from the from the beginning. So I think that's an excellent point. What What do you think are are the big takeaways from this in terms of what are those moments that that we're going to be talking about, and certainly over this next week until we find out how uh, Kamala makes uh, Mike Pence cry,
1: (laughs) wet his pants. Let's hope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I think the main takeaway from things Trump said, and I will let you really start with this, is truly his inability or unwillingness to denounce white supremacy.
2: But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not
1: He knows exactly what he was doing, whether he truly knows who the Proud Boys are, like exactly how alt-right neo-Nazi they are. I don't know, to be honest. I I really place so little on Trump's intelligence that he probably doesn't really know. But he knows they support him and he knows they like his racist tendencies. So whatever. But he did say exactly what he wanted to say. You know, he said he was sending them a message don't back off. Don't stop supporting me. I'm with you. Right. And this is where Chris Wallace should have pressed that. He should have made Trump, you know, he tried. But then when Trump says that thing to the Pro- about the Proud Boys, I think Chris Wallace would jump in there and say, so you are telling a neo-Nazi white supremacy group to stand by. Is that correct? You know, like, Yeah. And maybe even Biden does, too. Like you've got to you have to call him out more often. And I think as much as that got headlines the next day, he still wiggled his way out of it a little bit so that some of those people in the middle who don't know who the Proud Boys are and it didn't make it clear that night, they're allowed to give him a pass Mm -hmm. a little bit.
0: I think here here's the reason I think this was actually a pretty big takeaway. You're right in the sense that Trump then turns around, pivots, and yesterday says, "I don't know who they are," um, which I think is clearly false.
1: Oh yeah, oh but, so false. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. I, I mean, it's 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 shocking that that this particular man would lie, but um, but it, I mean, this is, was
1: Charlottesville. This was Charlottesville yes. all over again. Yes.
0: Yes. And, and and one of the things that we know is that his pride, because we know he was pissed off at his advisors pushing him to retract his original statement about the white supremacist or the, uh, yeah, yeah. To go hard on white supremacists in Charlottesville. He said that made him look weak and then he turned around and made it worse. What I will say is the reason I think this is actually a real problem is that the reporting I'm hearing from people inside the Trump uh, campaign Is that they were like, holy shit. Fox News even was like, oh, my God, he could have hit that out of the park. That was an easy question. Why didn't he, you know, Rick Santorum, I'm sure you saw this. This was unbelievable. Rick Santorum essentially said the quiet part out loud and said that Chris Wallace had put Trump in a trap.
3: Where he was asking the president to do something that he knows the president doesn't like to do. Which is? Which is say something bad about people who support him. Right? What, declining
0: and, violence? Yeah, well, well, talking about the, the white supremacy. Yeah, the white supremacists, number one. He then turned around yesterday at a rally in Minnesota and referred to uh, Ilhan Omar, a representative from Minnesota, female, uh, was a refugee from Sudan when she was eight, uh, fleeing horrible famine and war, that used to be the American story. Here comes somebody from a war-torn country who makes good yeah. of herself, is now elected to Congress, is now doing things, and any reasonable per- person would say, well, I might disagree with their ideas, but that's, a, that's the quintessential American story. Trump actually refers to her and America as oppositional. He's like, how dare she tell us how to run our country? She's a U.S. citizen, an elected official. I mean, it's just, and so
1: and only he questioned is, her citizenship again.
0: Yeah. So they are they are absolutely doubling down. He is doubling down on the racism. And so by the way, let's just throw out there there are places where voting has already started. There are people who after that debate went and voted. So it isn't as if for some of them, you know, it used to be that it was only that day of voting. Now that's so widespread, it really changes the dynamic. Because it used to be you know, the president could blow the first debate and then, you know, kind of find their way back by the time he got to November 3rd. Well, now, I mean, I'm going to place my ballot well before November 3rd. It's going to be, you know, already sent in. A lot of people are doing that. He actually, I saw this, I'm sure you saw on Twitter, he actually is claiming that he won the debate. And actually, from reporting, people in the campaign say that he actually is convinced he did, which I'm actually, I'm fine with that. If he thinks he won the debate, yeah, I say go for it. Go out. Also, go for it it.
1: that is no surprise. Of course, Trump thinks yeah. he did, which um, is hilarious with his comment the other night trying to say, don't use that word smart with me. It's too bad that Biden didn't shoot back and say, oh, I won't <laughs>
0: because yeah, you are not. <laughs> no, no. I, I the other the other one that I thought would have been really good. And, and I, as far as I know, Biden didn't didn't pull this out, but he could have said that's the seven hundred fifty dollar question, isn't it?
1: He, I wish he'd hammered that a little bit more yeah. when, cause Trump talked about his quote was, I'm a good business people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously the proud boy thing, man, it was amazing how many people were, were upset by that. Um, I will Except say the this, proud boys, <laughs> yeah, the proud were, boys happy. were happy. You can buy a t-shirt now that uh, from the proud boys and uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. So the other one that you just mentioned was this uh, uh, Trump, and this was in that context of Delaware state that uh, he tried to mock uh, Biden acting as if Biden didn't know where he went to college when that isn't the story at all. The Biden was talking about the fact that he started his first Senate campaign at Delaware state. And so Trump is trying to make that into a thing. And of course that's built on the idea that they've been trying to push for weeks is that Biden has dementia. Yeah. So they're trying to point out that he's somehow forgetful or, or something like that. And I, I, I don't think that worked. I, no, I, they, no, because
1: Mr. Business People himself is insane. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm pretty sure trying to say you didn't go to Delaware State. I mean, like I said earlier, Biden can't possibly combat every idiotic remark out of that man's mouth. Yeah. So he didn't even bother with that one because he probably thought if they Google it, fine. You know, but this the you know the truth is he does have a very close connection. He has an honorary doctorate from the school. So tech, you know, not that that means going to the school, but it's not like he just tried to make some connection with a black college to make a a disingenuous connection. He has a connection and the current president is a former Biden campaign staffer. So- There's there's a serious connection there is that you
0: could be a really great debater and a terrible president. And so, you know, that that's not the way that's not what this should be about. But that said, this is not Biden's area. And this gets to the point, I think, that that really bothered me the most. And you raised this. I didn't realize before this campaign that that Biden had a stuttering past. I didn't know that Uh, it you know, I always found him to be you know, fine. I mean, I never thought he was uh, he never wowed me as a speaker, but I always thought he was bright. And uh, I knew that he had uh, knowledge when he when he was uh, Obama's vice president. I remember reading about people who knew about foreign policy saying Joe Biden knows what he's talking about. He's not just making this up. So when I found out about that stuttering thing, and this is something that really bothered me yesterday when when I had people who I thought should know better, who were talking about criticizing Biden for taking the low road at times. And I, and I started thinking about that as I, I, when I was in grade school, I still remember this. And there was a kid in my class who was uh, allergic to dandelions. And the bully in our class, who I at the time wanted to be friends with, tackled this kid held him down in the in the schoolyard and just took dandelions and just rubbed his face. I mean, the poor kid, I mean, his face broke out and swelled. And I remember watching that going, holy hell, that was just, even, even as I was trying to ingratiate myself with this bully, I was like, that was awful. That was cruel. And what you saw from Trump was that kind of abusive, he wanted to make Biden suffer. He wanted to make him stutter. He wanted to make him... You know, and I'm like, that's the kind of person he is. That complete lack of empathy, but also just that cruelty and that brutality. And so when I looked at at Biden's responses, I was like, I thought, yeah. I, I like you, I thought he was incredibly restrained. He should have actually said, you need to shut the fuck up, Mr. President. I don't care who you are. That was below the belt. But of course, you know the same people I'm talking about would have lost their shit over that. Of course, that would have been, you know, a breach of decorum.
1: I, yeah, let me interject here because you are, you are right. And it is super frustrating to listen to people say that it is akin to people blaming a victim of abuse. You know, like they're blaming Biden. Who's taking this, this constant abuse from him for coming back with saying you're a clown. No blame the guy who is putting him in that position and and making it uncomfortable for him that is that's the person to blame you can say sure he should he could have done something else but that's all hindsight with and allowing the perpetrator of the crime to get away with it yeah biden held his own i'll i would put put anyone up there against trump and have them do better Even if they're, you know, I think the one person who would have really taken him to task would have been Pete Buttigieg because he is a skilled debater. Kamala Harris, too. Yeah. But I think, you know, Trump is such a bully. Trump is not a good debater. People worried about how Biden was going to do because talking about how Trump will be better in the debate. No, Trump is just a bully. If you were looking at true debate, if we were actually designing the debate to be like an actual debate, Trump. Would lose handily because he couldn't follow the rules, and because he couldn't, you know, answer the question right. directly. He couldn't allow his opponent to answer the question. I mean, he just—he was horrendous. And yes. to even, even say anything about how Biden responded to that is letting Trump off the frickin' hook.
0: Agreed. And I will say this too, by the way: people have been victims of domestic violence. A lot of women were just like they had to turn away. They were honestly, I mean, they were calling people for help because it was so triggering to see that abusive behavior occur. And I, I, yeah, I, you know, I remember back to, to 2016 when he went after Megan Kelly, um, who is a horrible person, by the way, but he went after her, and with that whole, you know, blood rushing out of whatever, you know, and all that kind of attacks on her. And I said, at the time, I said, he's an abuser, I mean, we know that his first wife said that he was abusive and then retracted that because, of course, she had to get her money. That's cruel of me to say, but that seems to be the only explanation. He is an abuser. I honestly guarantee you that there is somebody in his family who has experienced abuse directly from him, either an ex-wife or one of his kids. And the fact that they are all out there supporting him does in no way disprove that notion. I was stunned by that, actually. And so I, I was really angry at several people in my life for criticizing Biden and not recognizing that abuse, um, not just as him being a jerk on the stage, but being abusive, being abusive.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, like i we've said multiple times, <laughs> just calling him a clown, that's not even really an insult. I mean...
0: <laughs> Some people like clowns.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it clearly it was derogatory. It was used in a derogatory manner, but Trump was, was being a clown. I mean, it, and regardless, regardless of what, whether Biden should have said that or not, if you're going to focus on that one word, but you are not going to focus on the behavior that yep. Trump displayed yep. constantly, right. then you are an idiot. I mean, the, you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Correct. Case in point. When Biden brought up the fact that, you know, what Trump thinks of people in the military and, yep. and noted that his son, Bo, who served in the military, later died of cancer, that he was not a sucker or a loser the way Trump had referred to people in the military who had right. served. And Trump, and th- this is the kind of stuff that you've got to, you've got to hear this. Instead of, instead of even attempting to defend himself and and say no i do believe people in the military do a great service to this country he cannot do that what he does is turn around and try to change the topic and attack joe biden for his other son having a problem with drug abuse
2: the way you talk about the military the way you talk about them being losers and being and and and, and just being suckers my son was in Iraq he spent a year there he got the he got the bronze star he got the conspicuous service medal he was not a loser he was a patriot and the people left behind oh, there really? were heroes really? and i resent you talking about hunter are you talking about like hunter i'm talking
3: about I'm talking of my son bo biden you're talking about i don't know about, i don't little... know bo i know hunter yeah, hunter you know, got bo. thrown hunter got thrown out of the military he was thrown out dishonorably discharged that's not true he wasn't cocaine discharge. use and he didn't have a job until you became vice president once you None became vice president true. he made a fortune in ukraine in china in moscow that is and various not other places true. this
1: is this is who you want for president he can't defend the military he can't accept that you have a son who is a you know who died of brain cancer for crying out loud but was a member of our military and fought for this country yeah. And the only thing you can say is, what about your other son? Biden just shined.
2: He made my son, a fortune, my son, and he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. He's 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 fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him.
1: He has dealt with something that a lot of people in this country have dealt with, yep. and that is a drug or alcohol problem. But he has fixed it. He has fought it. And I am very proud of him. And like that was a genuine sincerity and it should signal to any decent human being that Joe Biden does understand us because Trump, Trump can't even talk about what he's done for people suffering from COVID. He can't talk about people who've suffered in the military. He, he can't even address the subject because he has zero concern those people aside from all the good things i think policies that biden would bring he brings a humanity that everybody should just appreciate
0: that was the other part so so biden demonstrates loyalty to his family and something that every i mean i've my twitter feed if it wasn't about triggered people dealing with uh, domestic violence it was people who said how much they appreciated him speaking favorably about addiction and and um, and embracing them Um, and then on the other side what trump did and this is the part that it felt like was was glided right past in this attack here's a man and biden was clearly trying to make a point about the atlantic piece on the military there's no doubt about that but as you said one of the things there were two ways trump could have responded to that talking about Bo. first of all he could have said which i think any other human on the planet would have said by the way, I'm sorry for your loss with Bo. Uh, that was painful. I mean, that, that would have been a, a something yeah. he could have done. And then the other thing he could have done, of course, as you said, is to say, I respect people who serve in the military, which of course he doesn't, but
1: right. You know, for so sure. he had those
0: options there, but the thing is that cruelty, that empathy, that lack of empathy, you mentioned the the town hall where the next debate is going to be a town hall setting. The last town hall that, that Trump did, You know, he got uh, he had uh, an African-American woman from Philadelphia tell him to stop interrupting her, (laughs) which was nice. But there was another scene where a woman, an immigrant woman was talking about and she had tears in her eyes about her mother dying of cancer. Trump misheard the cancer part, thought it was COVID. But you could see in his face, there was no I mean, Joe Biden would have said, I am so sorry you lost. I mean, that's painful. Yeah, Trump actually can't say that because Trump doesn't care. I mean, right. I mean, and And honestly, think I've said this in previous podcasts, but I, I, I think it would be I mean, maybe if, if Ivanka died, he would actually demonstrate some compassion. I honestly don't know. He he seems to have. I don't know if you remember when Steve uh, Scalise was shot uh, by the. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Um, and Trump made this big point about the fact that his wife, Scalise's wife, was just in tears, and he said, "My wife wouldn't have done that." I don't know how many wives would be that upset if I if some if their husband got shot, and I'm like all of them, all of them would be shot. I mean, all of them would be upset if, if, if somebody in their family got shot and was in the hospital. All of us would be upset. So his, there's something deeply broken in him.
1: And that's, that's one of the interesting things that just proves Trump's stubbornness is he's actually behind in most polls going into this election. And so your your strategy in a debate should be to win over people. And when all you do is just reemphasize the most extreme viewpoints of your base, you're not really winning over people. And so, I mean, partially I'm thankful because if he got up there and was able to pull off some PR stunt and lie, but not just, I mean, he does lie, but be able to pull the the wool over people's eyes on who he is, it would be worse for all of us trying to you know, support Biden and get this buffoon out of office. Yeah. The great part of that is Trump just can't do that. He because he just doesn't even have the slightest bit of decency. He can't pull it off because he doesn't even know what it is. He does not know what it looks like. In the end, he can't fake empathy because he's never even felt it. You know, he has not felt concern for another human being ever.
0: But real quick, I want to ask just your uh, your thoughts. We didn't. Preview this. So this is really this is putting you on the spot, Lori. <laughs> right. um, what 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 is your anticipation for the Kamala uh, Mike Pence um, debate?
1: Yeah, I think she will annihilate him. I mean, I I'm sure that we'll get a a little bit of a subdued Kamala at first because she's kind of been downplaying her ability to just attack him and be a pit bull, and I'm sure Mike Pence will be more prepared, honestly, than Trump in terms of canned responses and proper uh, subjects to talk about or right. but but it will all be the same, you know, misinformation. Kamala will be able to point out the lies more than Biden will. I think we might see her be less of an attack dog, yeah, partly because, and I think this is very unfortunate, the media the next day, will highlight a woman on the attack. And that will be seen as a negative in this society.
0: White men can scream and shout all they want. But if women, or especially women of color, remember how Michelle Obama got tagged as being an angry black woman. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I agree completely. It's time for a state sale, a podcast on American democracy, because America is better than this.